This is the Travel and Van Life podcast from Jits into the Sunset. We're Tanya and Adam, and this is the podcast where we talk all things travel, adventure, and road trips. Through our experience and with conversations with others who, like us, have chosen an alternative lifestyle. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Jits Into the Sunset podcast. We're Tanya and Adam, aka Jits Into the Sunset. We're filmmakers on the road, YouTubers, we're on Instagram. So make sure you check us out over there if you haven't already. Yeah, I love a really uh, good early plug. Yep, get that in there straight away. (laughs) So a lot has happened since the last episode. Last time you heard from us, we were broken down in the UK and now we are on mainland Europe. So we've got lots of updates for you, but we're actually going to leave those for a separate diary entry episode, which we're going to be releasing um, in the middle of next week. So make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast so that you don't miss it. Yeah, that's going to be something that we're going to make a semi-regular occurrence, I think, is doing a little diary update that will release midweek and that will be separate from the main episodes we release, which are predominantly, of course, interviews with other people. And these episodes will just be about us and what we're up to and what's happening in the van and with our travels and, you know, our future plans and the breakdowns, which seems to be a common occurrence at the moment. Um, So, yeah, if you're interested at all in that, then make sure you check out the midweek episodes that we'll be releasing. And also, if you are interested in keeping up to date with what we're up to, Tanya is about to start a brand new project, which is a newsletter. So Tanya will be releasing a newsletter with everything that's going on in the world of jits in the world of jits yeah and also um just also highlighting the key takeaways from our interviews on our podcast reflections any recommendations that we have you know if you've been listening to the show you know that we often like to reference some books and um, other podcasts so we really want that to be a place where we connect with you more mm. personally as well in a written form so that is a weekly newsletter If you want to join, it is absolutely free. Check us out in the show notes and pop in your email and then make sure to confirm it when you get that email from us. And then, yeah, you'll you'll hear from us. Yeah, there we go. So anyway, on with today's episode, Uh, we have a lovely conversation with Nigel and Sue from Nigel and Sue Adventures. Their mantra is adventure has no age limit. Nigel and Sue have visited over 70 countries between them and 11 of those together. Nigel is a helicopter pilot and a keen kite surfer and Sue lives for mountain biking and loves a good off-road triathlon. All of which are sports that they took on later on in life. But most recently, they've converted a 4x4 sprinter into a little home so they can indulge in van life Australia. What a dream. What a dream. Just a very quick one. During this conversation, we also referenced the chats that we've had with Max from Max and Aki in episode eight and nine of the podcast. So if you haven't checked those out, definitely add those episodes to your queue. Great. And without further ado, here are Nigel and Sue. Nigel and Sue, it is an absolute pleasure to have you here. Um, We're looking at you in your van in Australia, whilst Adam and I have just crossed the border into Austria. And it feels just so surreal to feel like we're just having a chat here, sitting opposite each other and finally getting to connect and have a conversation. So welcome. Thank you so much for having us. I wish I wish the camera was around the other way so you could see and everybody listening could see the incredible sunset that we're looking at right now. The sun's just set. We're in the outback. We're up on top of a hill and the sky is just the most beautiful colour. But, yeah, and you're in Austria, one of our favourite countries in the world. So it's technology is a wonderful thing. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, we've literally, we just crossed the border from Germany to Austria and we were immediately met by like infinite mountains, seemingly infinite mountains, um, amazing lakes and beautiful architecture. So yeah, we are we are so happy and we, we, it really feels now like we are back on the road and uh, yeah. And 
And I, I want to add as well that as you're describing your view, it's just making me very excited for the day that Adam and I get to do Van Life Australia because it has been something that we've wanted to do for the longest time. In fact, it was our initial plan in JIT. So um, very much living vicariously through you. And we cannot wait to dig deep into your travels and your adventures and your story. Um, so yeah, thank you so much again for, for being here and meeting with us and having this conversation oh, oh thank wow. you it's, it's an honor and a privilege so how about we start off kind of at i guess at the beginning we'd love to get from you how did you two first meet because i know that you've been together for a decade but that was not the first time you met no, no. we've got to go way way back into the dream time <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's give the short version <laughs> Yeah, well, you're better at that because I, I tend to waffle. Yeah. Um, so Nigel and I both worked for a coach tour operator based out <clears> of London. <throat> we were doing tours in Europe back in the 1990s. And so we did a couple of tours together. Nigel was the driver. I was the tour manager, so like the guide. Um, Nothing's changed, really. Yeah. <laughs> so he's still driving. I'm still telling him where to go. And um, yeah, I don't take so, it very well. <laughs> yeah, that was our our initial meeting. That was yeah, like gosh, almost 90, thirty years ago, ninety four. Yeah, ninety four. Mm. And like we immediately. You know, collect we connected, and and our love for exploring and just seeking out, you know, new stuff uh, was triggered way back then. You know, we we obviously had set itineraries to stick to, but we kind of didn't. <laughs> we were a little bit naughty, but um, you know, we just sort of get our passengers along with us, and we go right. Oh, we we want to go this way, and 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 the passengers are like, oh, okay, <laughs> and away we went. So that's kind of how we we rolled, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And then you know, life <clears throat> stepped in, and we both went off and lived separate lives for. A couple of decades, I guess, and then we reconnected. Well, ten years ago, mm. um, through Facebook, good old Facebook, <laughs> and yeah, we caught up. Nigel was doing some contract work in Brisbane, where I was living at the time, and we went out for dinner a couple of times, and we've been together ever since. This is history. So, can you can you talk just a little bit about what happened for those two decades in between you guys re meeting? Because you both went off and did. Fairly, well, really interesting sounding things. Nigel, you were a helicopter pilot, and Sue, you were a makeup artist. Is. Oh, you still yeah. are. Still am, yeah. And that's why I'm here now, Adam. Um, it got to the point where we needed some money. <laughs> so I've scored some work here in, in Newman. Uh, this is the town where it's a mining town. And um, so essentially, um, I've been in the aviation game and helicopters for over 25 years now. And so when I left Kentucky, that's what I did. I had a sea change, um, got into um, flying helicopters, and I've been doing that ever since. Wow. Wow, it's amazing. Yeah, and, and also I know that in, in those in those decades, you, you've, you've described the fact that travel and adventure and the outdoors has just been a part of your life. It isn't something that's just started since you met a decade mm. ago. We'd love to just chat to you about what that looked like for you separately before you came back and, and reconnected on Facebook. Yeah, well, if I can just quickly continue on, uh, I've been very privileged that... Um, my chosen career after Kentucky has been more a life of adventure and lifestyle rather than, you know, a simple job. And so I'm very blessed for that. So, yeah, I, um, I guess had a little bit more of a traditional life for a while. I got married, had two kids, um, became a makeup artist, which is perhaps not that traditional of a career. Um, and I didn't really do much adventuring until I guess, I don't know, the kids were, I I can't even remember, but, you know, then I started to, I got into trail running, mountain bike riding. I've always had this love for the outdoors and, yeah, I started taking the kids on hikes with me and that sort of thing too. So, and I think that is what um, 
caused the connection, I guess, with Nigel and I. He was going off to do this incredible adventure and I wanted to hear all about it. So that's kind of how we started chatting again. That's really interesting. So, so when, if you can recall, how old were you then when you had the kids and you started going on these hikes and you started to do all of these trail running and all of this because... Um, I always I always feel like that people who are really outdoorsy, they've just always been that way, right? Like they grew up outside, they were always running very athletic. And so for me, it's actually great motivation to hear that it's not something that has been with, it, with you at every single chapter of your life. Yeah, well, interestingly, I was as a child. We grew, I grew up in the bush. So um, the best part of my childhood and you know, that would be a whole nother podcast to tell all those stories because there's a lot there. <laughs> but um, the happiest part of my childhood was when I lived with my family, my parents and my two younger sisters, in a caravan and a shed. We were off grid. We were in the bush. And I can't remember exactly how long we were there for, maybe only a year, but I was about 10 years old at the time and I used to just go exploring. I'd go off walking in the bush. We, our block bordered onto uh, a state forest, which is like a national park, and I used to just go exploring. I'd ride horses and go walking. But then I guess when I was a teenager, I did normal teenager things and I stopped that outdoorsy lifestyle. And through my 20s, I did a lot of traveling. Um, so I guess that I was adventurous there. But in terms of the trail running and hiking, that I guess I was probably about 40 when that started to, you know, call to me again. Wow, that's super interesting. So I really love your your mantra, which is adventure has no age limit. And I think that's particularly interesting because it's something that me and Tanya always talk about because obviously we're now, we're in our 30s. And even though, you know, 30s is still young, I think people in their 30s start calling themselves old. It's this really strange thing. And I've, I, I said to Tanya the other day, I was like, we've got to stop calling ourselves old because that's ridiculous. We're in our 30s. And... I just think there's this there's this thing in our society and in our culture that is like this block of when you're in your 30s, that's it, your 20s are over, you start getting older, and then 40s, oh, you're middle-aged, and then 50s, 60s, and it's just constantly kind of like slowly but surely kind of this downhill trend on like your your lifestyle. That's, that's what the, the narrative is, but there's something that we're really determined to avoid uh, as we get older we want to still continue mm -hmm. to do adventures exactly as you guys are and that's why we find you so inspiring is because exactly like you say uh, adventure has no age limit um in actual fact, if, if, if I can interject, what, right before we got on um, on our call, we were watching um, your videos and I turned to Adam and I was like, I'm getting really emotional here because I feel like I can see ourselves in them. Mm. And, the, you know, the wild swimming, the hiking, just like the... Just how the active you are. Yeah, the joy on your faces when you're outdoors. And I'm just like, that is us. That is us. And except you're... you're, you're 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 proving that you can continue to do that. You're a window a window to the future. I, know, I love it. I, I really do, guys. It's it's, um, it's so cool to hear. It's our medicine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Na nature is really um, our medicine, and um, yeah, we just appreciate it so much. Um, we're just very fortunate that we chose to have a crack, and um, you know, we're still trying to figure it out. <laughs> Yeah, but talking about you know these um, things that come under our head about age limits and stuff. It's just stories that we tell ourselves, really. Mm. I mean, I didn't start flying until I was into my thirties, and so it'd be very easy to say that um, you know it's too late to take on a career such as that. But I think you have to follow your heart. You have to follow your soul. What makes you really sing? What makes your soul sing? And for us this is what makes our soul sing and, and it's being out in nature and you know the other thing that we love about it is the community I mean here we are talking to you guys and we just love the community and you know we're, we're kind of the older um, clan if you like or older um, <laughs> people within the clan but we don't, we don't we don't feel intimidated by that and in fact the young people that we meet 
that's so cool. We're like, you know, we we learn so much from them, and I, I like to think they learn a bit from us. It's very encouraging. It's like we, we've had the uh, the honor of meeting Max and Oki, and you know, all these YouTube famous people, Carson and Maxine, and we're just rolling with it, and we're blown away. The community is just so nice, and. If there's anything that we've gotten out of it is the fact that we just feel so connected and um, and we can't wait to meet you guys. Like to be to be parked up in Europe with our van or whatever van we've got next to you guys, kidnap trigger, whatever. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you <laughs> might have warned you about that. You know, that's what it's all about. You know, is the awesome community, like-minded people, and it's so inspiring. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't couldn't agree more. We love it. And you guys have got such a strong community. Uh, I just want to ask quickly, what do you think is your secret to con- continuing and having that mindset of, oh, it's not too late to, to become a helicopter pilot and, you know, it's not too late to live in a van? Because, I don't know, you, you must, I mean, everyone we speak to, there are people around them who think they're mad for living in a van full time. And I'm sure, I don't know if you've experienced that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know, I know <laughs> oh, my yeah. mother does. yeah. Well, I I do want to just go back a little bit and say, you know, talking about us doing all these things into our 40s and 50s and and beyond, you do tend, you do slow down. (laughs) You know, there is that part of it. And for us, it's like, we, we need to do these things now. We're so conscious that we are getting older, we are slowing down, and we don't want to wait until we're 65 or 70 or whenever we retire to go off and do these things because, well, we might not even have that privilege to get to that age. You know, Mm -hmm. we see people who unfortunately pass away in their 30s, 40s, 50s from whether that be from cancer or accidents or anything. We lost a very dear friend just a couple of weeks ago who hadn't even turned 50. And Mm -hmm. we are just really conscious of that fact and the fact that we have to live our lives now you know I'm always I think for me like with everything that I've been through in my life um, I just live with this faith of everything is going to work itself out the universe is going to provide for me and look after me I don't want to get caught up in this worry about I have to make money and I have to prepare for the future and because the future's not guaranteed so I think that's a big part of it for us as we are living our lives now. And yes, there are people who think we're mad and think we're crazy, but there's also people that say, I wish I could do that. And our answer to all those people is, well, you can. We're not Mm. special. There's nothing different about us. There's nothing special about us. I guess that we just have taken that opportunity and gone, well, why not? You know, it's possible for anybody. Anybody can do this. You don't have to be anybody special, okay? If you're going to build your own van, maybe you need a few skills to actually do the building, but buy a van that's already converted or tow a caravan behind your car or live in your car. You know, we meet people that have lived in their cars or ride a bike or do whatever floats your boat, do whatever, you know, is suitable for you. But, yeah, just get out there and live. Just do it. Mm. you'll figure it out Mm. there's a Richard Branson quote isn't it that um, we love and that is um, if you see an opportunity grab it you might not know how to do it but just grab it and you'll figure it out (laughs) and that's kind of when Sue looked at me and go and 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 come up with this kooky idea how about we build a van I'm like "Mm, go on Okay. <laughs> yeah, we, we figured it out. A lot of what you were saying there boils down to the, the old cliche that, you know, you only live once. And the reason that, that is a cliche is because it, it's said so often because it is so true. Mm-hmm. And I've said before on the podcast that like death doesn't have an age. Obviously, yeah. everyone envisages yeah. themselves getting old and becoming into their 80s, 90s, mm-hmm. retiring. But the, the reality is that you can't bank on that. So you've got to live life now. Mm. 100%. 
Yeah, and like you said, you know, waiting until you're of a certain age to retire to then pursue adventure. That that line of mm. thinking was definitely what drove Adam and I to take a plunge and and uh, change up our lifestyle, s- save up our money, and uh, leave our l- leave our life in London and to go off and and travel in jets because it was exactly that same narrative that we were saying to each other. It was like, okay, we'll work, we'll save money we'll set up roots we'll do all of these things Mm. and then when we retire you know the idea of like having a van and you know camping around going around Europe that seems like an amazing thing to do when you're retired and it is an amazing thing to do when you're retired but again we're not guaranteed that time and therefore you know much like you is just like embracing that opportunity now and despite the fact that, you know, as there are supportive people, there are other people that just that, that do think you're you're mad for doing it. But you just you just go off and and you and you give it a go. I'd love to talk to you about the fact that you were you were saying about um, being outdoors and being in nature, being medicine. One of the things that I loved that you said to me, Sue, was that that nature can be a great healer, both physically, mentally and spiritually. And so I'd love to know how it's helped you. And I guess also if you can share what you needed healing from. Um, yeah, so I guess it all comes down to the the trail running and the um and the mountain biking for me that I took up in my 40s and mountain biking in particular and I I you know I've said said it before and I'll say it again mountain biking probably saved my life I actually went through a very traumatic separation with my ex-husband um and yeah I was in a very dark place for a while and really for me getting out in nature and particularly getting out on my bike Um, I don't know if you guys have ever done mountain biking, but it's one of those sports. It's not like riding a bike on the road or on a path where your thoughts can wander. When you're on the trails on a mountain bike, you've got to be concentrating 100% of the time or else, you know, you're going to have a stack. So that, I guess that became a medicine for me because I could go and I could forget about all the stuff that was going on in my life that I didn't really want to deal with um and I could just get out and be and be present and be in nature and um, I met some really wonderful people through that sport that really helped me as well so yeah um yeah that's that's the key it's um it's the distraction but it's a healthy distraction and kite surfing for me uh gives me that same distraction the the beauty of that sport too is once you're out in the water and you're dodging turtles and you're seeing fish jumping and um and you're trying to jump yourself and you're trying to learn a new trick and you're getting smashed and all that thing it is such a great medicine and the, you know the um we call it vitamin c um <laughs> if you get the pun sea yeah. yeah and and so so i introduced Sue to kite surfing and she introduced me to mountain biking we we both love those two sports equally and uh hence that's how we've set the van up to um cater for our toys and and so we're very very blessed to uh to be dragging along our um um pastime uh you know with us uh, actually we're hanging out for a kite surf it's been a while and i think hiking is just something that we've really that's a relative I mean we've always both of us have always hiked you know Nigel's hiked in Nepal and in South America I've trekked in Nepal as well um and all these amazing hikes that we're doing now we've just developed this real love for it lately Mm. haven't we oh it's just incredible I mean we've seen so much awesome stuff and and you know, trying to capture it through the lens, and I'm quoting one of your quotes, Tanya, um, that really resonated with me. It's highlighted that that's actually a really good thing. Like, I, I up until that time, I'd be having it out with Sue. It's like, no, I just can't be bothered with the camera. I just want to get out and really get immersed with what we're going to see. But when you said that, that really resonated with me, and I'm now <laughs> finding myself, I'm... I'll see a flower and I'll go sort of go right up to it and I'll try and capture that flower in the foreground. Of, do you know what I mean? I mean, you got your cinematography. Mm-hmm. Can I just say is, is um, just 
blows our minds. But you know, so we're learning through through your lens, and it's it's made me um, really appreciate it through a, a different mindset. Yeah, I just I love that. I think it's interesting because I think you, you can th- how you're speaking about um, the kite surfing and the biking. It's kind of similar to how I feel or how we both feel sometimes about the filming is that once you're doing that one thing, you almost get into a flow state and yeah. you become like, mm. and it sounds sounds so cheesy, but you kind of become at one with the environment because that's all you're thinking about. You're thinking about you and your relationship to the environment. Totally. So you can't think about anything else. And whilst ours is, is a lot less extreme because it's just filming and you're out there doing really cool sports, <laughs> we, uh, we we definitely, I think there's there's a lot of kind of parallels in how it, makes us feel it's meditative essentially yeah. right it's yes. mindfulness yeah. it's literally that yeah yes. it, it, exactly that you just immersing yourself in one thing and therefore any anxieties any worries any concerns any feelings of like mm. you know I definitely suffer from overthinking things I mm-hmm. um, I think about I replay scenarios I I tend to overthink my actions why did I do this why did that person react that way um, I care a lot about my the relationships I have with others and and you know it means a lot to me that um that I have good relationships with others and you know if 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 something's not going right I'll I'll overthink things and you get so get lost in your head I do I get lost in my head and exactly this what we're describing is um this mindfulness this flow state and I I'm going to give a, a very tame example and this is definitely <laughs> the total polar opposite of what you guys do but I recently discovered rediscovered my love for jigsaw puzzles and I know everyone listening will be laughing at me I love them no I love jigsaw puzzles too absolutely yes great okay well this Uh, is I wonder if you love them to the same extent Tanya would Tanya would get up at like five o'clock in the morning because she was excited about like a child at Christmas <laughs> because she was excited about doing her jigsaw puzzle and she'd get up and I'd get up you know a few hours later and she'd be like Adam, come and look. And I'm like, I'm still waking up. It's like, look, look, at I've completed this corner. <laughs> I did so many of them during COVID, you know, in the first lockdown. And I would get to the point where my back was aching from like <laughs> leaning over the table doing yes. jigsaw puzzle. Like an extreme sport. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, I'm a chronic, I'm a chronic tinkerer. You know, there's always something to tinker with on the van. If it wasn't the van, I'd be miserable. But uh, there's always something, there's always something to fix or improve. Or, but yeah, getting back there. Yeah, the whole the whole point of what we're just talking about now is being in the now. Yeah. And when you're in the now, that's very um, it's very healing, isn't it? You know, just just being very aware. And so when we're out there and we're seeing these new national parks or you know these new vistas, it's it's all about. Um, just that total awareness and and just keeping things simple. I mean, it's most of the best things in life are free. No, I think that, that there's something, and we speak about it quite a lot. That that van life, travel, travel in general for sure. Um, but there's something special about how van life can give you a certain pace of travel that can allow you to reflect on those things in a different mm. way. Like, Because quite often when you're yeah. backpacking, and I guess it depends on the style of backpacking you do or the style of traveling you do, it's kind of like you've you've got this certain place booked for a number of nights and then you've got to move on. So you're like, right, we'll make the most of this place and we've got to go and we've got to go and we've got to go. But van life, you can kind of guilt-free and very cheaply travel very slowly and, and immerse yourself in the mm. places that you're in. And I think there's just something really special about that um you know i'm sure we could all bang on about how much we love van life for so long um for <laughs> totally, hours, yeah. but it's yeah it's just great we were talking yeah, about yeah, that that's... just today weren't we we were yeah and it's actually what you guys were talking about with max um that very thing about um you know the, it's all the the in between in between places, places. Mm. and yeah. we're getting all those in betweens and just getting blown away by um those aspects of it yeah the the things that you'd have missed if you were traveling you know via plane or or, or absolutely any other way mm. so so that because originally your plan was to go backpacking before covid hit and then that's what made you go okay 
we need to rethink. And that's what kind of steered you, as with quite a lot of people, I think, towards van life. So do, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Is backpacking still something that's in your plans? I'm not sure that we were, we hadn't really figured out how we were going to travel. Um, so this kind of all tied in with, I had this five-year plan that was going to finish, well, you know, the end of 2020 was the end of my five-year plan, which coincided with my youngest son finishing school. So I had been working towards saving money and getting all my ducks in a line to somehow go traveling. And I really wanted to go to South America. Um, And I'm one of those people, I'm a real planner and a dreamer and I get this idea in my head and I become a bit obsessive. You should see the look that Nigel's giving me right now. Um, And so I started watching a whole lot of YouTubes and... Learning Spanish. I was learning Spanish, yes. Oh, my God. Um, Dedication. I know. Yeah, that kind of went by the wayside. Um, (laughs) I was really researching a lot and learning a lot about South America because that's where I really wanted to go. And that's where I started to discover people who were overlanding there. So, Mm. you know, I think that's when Max and Lee were there and Eamon and Beck and Mm -hmm. um, the couple from Italy, Leave Everything and Wander. You know, there were all these people that were travelling in South America and, you know, and and I guess that's where the idea of Mm. travelling in a van came too. And I'm like, well, it just makes perfect sense, doesn't it? You don't have to worry about where you're going to stay. You don't have to worry about how you're going to get around. And so we, I, that idea had been bouncing around in well, my head, I guess our heads. And then, yeah, when everything happened with COVID in early 2020, which was like the end of it. And, I, you know, people are saying, oh, it'll all be over in six months. And somehow we just knew that it was going to be a long time mm. before things got back to normal. Somehow I just had this, I I just knew that it was going to be a while and I'm like, you know, we've made all these plans. Well, I've made all these plans. So um, I just, this idea just came into my head. I'm like, everyone in Australia is going to want to travel in Australia. Everybody is going to need vans or caravans. And this is exactly what's happened. I don't know if it's like that in Europe, but here the market for vans has gone through the roof. Mm. So Nigel got back. He was working overseas at the time. He was in Indonesia and he got back at the, I think he got back, he had to do hotel quarantine, got back home on the 25th of April. And I said to him that day, I said, babe, we need to buy a van and build a van out. It's going to be a great investment. <laughs> and we bought the van on the 8th of May. So it was wow. it was a very quick. Wow. Yeah, well, it was a third, quick. third van that we looked at. And we even had a, did we strip the van out and before I went on my last tour? Yeah. 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 So we even got um, a couple of weeks of, of work on the van done before I went back to my last um, tour in Indonesia. And um, and then went basically just went full time uh, on the build. So amazing to have a project whilst you're stuck at home, not being able to like work and you know do your jobs and yeah, not allowed to go anywhere. So yeah, it's ideal, and that's why I think quite a lot of people got so excited about van life during during lockdown. We just want to quickly interrupt to say that if you're enjoying this podcast or find it valuable, then you can help support it by joining our Patreon community, which is linked in the show notes. As well as supporting this podcast, you'll be given access to exclusive content such as behind the scenes, our latest updates and deleted scenes. We don't get paid to do this podcast, but the support from our patrons makes it possible for us to continue. And we appreciate our patrons so, so much. I'd love to know how was the the van build for you? Uh, what type of experience did you have, like DIY experience, and um, did you did you teach yourself mostly off YouTube? What was your inspiration for the layout? How did that go about, and how did you work together as a team? Yeah, because that's another example of you guys just going in, going into it, and just going, yeah, we can do it, and just going for it. Great question. Great, great question. Yeah. Um, I'm the project manager and the apprentice. <laughs> so no, <laughs> Nigel has, um, he's renovated a couple of houses. So 
he and you really you sell yourself short here because he's actually really quite handy. Um, but yeah, so it was the University of YouTube, and <laughs> we were building our van at the same time that Max was building his, and Eamon and Beck were building theirs. Even to the point where we'd be like, "Come on, Max, hurry up and get your next video out because we need to know how to do X, Y, Z." And we've had we've, totally. we've, so good since yeah. meeting Max. We've had this conversation with him, and we have laughed know, about had, it. Had a laugh about it, but yeah. yeah. Well, what a yeah, what a great experience to actually meet up with them and um and have those conversations. But that, that's literally um how we did it. I mean, yes, I love I love working with my hands. I'm I'm reasonably handy with the tools, and I love that side of things. Um, and that's the beauty of YouTube. There's so much of a wealth of information out there that people are willing to share. That um, we just tapped into it, and um, well. Here we are sitting in it. <laughs> Amazing. I can't even imagine what that feeling must be like. The fact that you are sitting in your own little tiny home on wheels that you have built and designed mm. and project managed and all of it mm. your, yourself. Because Adam and I are currently in the process of um, exploring and looking at other vans because Jits is really on her way out. She's got terrible rust issues and mechanical issues. It's always ongoing and there's always a drama with her. And we're not drama people. We just like, we, we like the easy <laughs> life. We're very excited about the fact that... Um, I'm very sad about the idea of having to let go of Jits. Yeah, That's I bet. Oh, man. Yeah. We are definitely sad about letting go of Jits because she, she holds a lot of sentimental value. Mm. Um, and at the same time, we are excited looking into the future and um, looking at other vans that we can convert and take inspiration from the time that we've been like the last three years that we've been traveling in Jits, Jits's layouts, what we would change, what you know, what we want to keep, all of this stuff. And I cannot just imagine what it must feel like the fact that you're sat in yeah. the little home where, you know, the, the surfaces that you touch, the corners, the dodgy bits, you know, <laughs> all of it. It's just there've been your creative decisions. And I just I have so much respect for people who have gone out and have done um, their own vans as well. So we're definitely excited um, to do that and and follow in your footsteps as well. But I love the fact that you called it the University of YouTube because mm. that is exactly that. Just because you're not handy, like Adam and I are not handy, we're very well aware that there is going to be a huge learning curve for us. But, you know, the more conversations we have with people like you um, who just kind of you know, go for it, um, albeit, you know, Nigel, it sounds that you have, have experience. Uh, you, you've got a leg up for sure. <laughs> um, we're definitely very motivated by that and, and we, we can't wait until we're in the same position. Yeah, it's just the mindset, the open mindset and the attitude of, yep, we can just go ahead and do it. That's what's really inspiring and uh, it's what makes us think that, oh yeah, we, we can do it. We can't at the moment, but we can teach ourselves so that we can. Right, we have some brilliant van live questions from Instagram. Um, so let's kick it off. We've got a great one here from Lynn who asked, what do you specifically need to know for van life Australia that's unique to there? Oh, I think probably the distances mm. between places. Um, we were talking mm. about that today and talking about how, um, you know, well, we I've just kind of been doing our, like our budget, I guess, or our expenses and we're talking about how much we've spent on fuel and, you know, we're saying that we'll drive 500 kilometres here and you might not only see one town and one fuel station, whereas if you're in Europe or North America, mm -hmm. you drive 500 kilometres or 500 miles and you've passed through three countries in Europe, you know what I mean? So <laughs> yep. that I think is the biggest thing for Australia. Um, mm. And then so obviously, yeah, the heat and the, the flies. Bugs. The flies. <laughs> <laughs> I come from New Zealand and um, oh, please, please let me not be the only one. <laughs> the flies just drive me mad. I've, I've, you know, I've been living in Australia since 2005, but that's when I moved over to chase some work. And even now, I find myself yelling at the flies. Would I be right in assuming that it is highly recommended and potentially quite 
maybe just not possible to do van life Australia justice unless you have a four by four? Would that be a fair statement? No, no, no that uh, it, it's a myth. that's oh. a yeah, it's a myth. Um, there are definitely places that you um, that you can't go, obviously, without a four by four. But you know, we do have a four by four van, but the gosh, we've seen um, vehicles, sprinter vans, even. Um, in places that we haven't gone, and that yeah. is a two, and they are two wheel, two wheel drive. So, um, look, I don't know. I'd, I'd be plucking a figure out of my head, but I'd say you'd still see ninety odd percent of the highlights, and you wouldn't be missing out on much at all. Oh, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. You know, if if you're a um, born again or um, bogan, then <laughs> you'd you know if you know that um, that terminology, then you know you'd have to have a four by four, but um, Talking about van life um, on its own, no, it's it's a bit of a myth. You'll be fine. And, you know, I know that uh, between the two of you, you've travelled to 70 countries, and I think you had said that um, there's, uh, together you've travelled to 11. And I'd love to know how Australia compares. So going back to the question we're saying, like, what makes Australia unique? Um, so not necessarily just with van life, but as a country, when you've compared it to all of the different adventures that you've had, you're so well-travelled. I'd love to know, it's like, what's that thing, that, that pull, you know, for those that are listening that are that are thinking about Australia or maybe hasn't been at kind of at the top of their of their bucket list what would be that pitch I guess and that's an interesting question because I think like a lot of Australians our thoughts uh, go outside of Australia when we think about traveling we want to go somewhere else and oh we'll see Australia when we're grey nomads is what they're called here in Australia, which is retired <laughs> people that travel around in their caravans, but, you know, they go from caravan park to caravan park and don't really do much adventuring. Um, and and I guess, again, COVID kind of made us see our own country. But Australia is just, I mean, if you like nature, if you love the outdoors, this is the place to be. It really is. You know, it's this it's rugged beauty is how I um, think of it as a Kiwi. I'm, you know, looking at snow-capped mountains and you guys are in the mountains now. Uh, it's like beautiful. Um, but Australia's like got that rugged beauty about it. And, I, and that's so it's very, very unique. Yeah. And also um, touching on, if I can touch on the culture and, and Max brought it up beautifully um, we were listening to him last week and um, I would endorse what he was saying and that both Sue and I have really wanted to delve into the cultural side of it with the Indigenous, um, our ancestors, mm -hmm. and they're the oldest living culture in the world. Wow. So we have a question from Gail and she asks, where would you recommend as a first stop when visiting Australia if you're going to do a year long trip, she says here. Um, so effectively, I guess I guess that's kind of asking what's your highlight, what not to miss. Oh, for me, that's easy. Oh. Tropical North Queensland. <laughs> I mean, most people come to Australia and they go to Sydney first. But, I mean, you might as well be in any city anywhere in the world. It's a city. Okay, there's the Opera House and a bridge that looks like a coat hanger. But, <laughs> you know, it's other than that, yeah, the, the harbour's beautiful. I'm not a huge fan of Sydney. Um, but it's not the real Australia. You know, you have to get out. Um, and for me, tropical North Queensland has, because it, it's so diverse there, you've got the Great Barrier Reef, you've got the Daintree Rainforest, so two world heritage areas that are touching. It's the only place in the world that it exists. Wow. Um, incredible rainforests, the reef, mm. beautiful waterfalls, and you've only got to drive a couple of hours and you're into this desert outback area. So, <sighs> yeah. It, it is, yeah, we just love it up there. <laughs> We spent like five certain, months there last year and three yeah, months there this year. So. For, for a certain time of the year, let's not let's be honest. You, you don't want to be up there in the um, in the wet season. In the no. wet season, but yeah, during those winter months, uh, it's just a stunning place to be. It really is. 
speaking to you and speaking to Max, the way you guys speak about Australia, it, it really is reigniting our desire to do a proper road trip of Australia at some point and hopefully not too distant future is something that we really want to do. Because I don't know, yeah, it's, it's how we originally started our dream of van life we originally were like let's let's ship jits to australia yeah. glad yeah. we didn't with all the issues we've been having and we kept her in kept her in europe yep. but yep. um it's still a nice dream and yeah maybe with another van or some other way it's definitely yeah. definitely something we want to do it's actually really it's really hard to bring a vehicle into australia you'd be much better off to come here and buy one yeah mm. because of our quarantine laws basically you're vehicle has to be as clean as sure. when it drives out of the factory. Yeah. Oh my God. So you have to clean it. Like we know a couple of people who have shipped, um, there's a couple that we follow that drove their troopie, so a Land Cruiser troop carrier, they dr drove it from Australia to London and then shipped it back. And it's expensive and all the stuff you mm. have to go through in terms of the quarantine getting it in is is mm. difficult and expensive so yeah i would say if you want to come and do van life here buy a vehicle here and the other thing i would say is give yourself 12 months at least it's it's a big country it's a really big country it's a big island. <laughs> yeah good great great tips um we've got another question from gail here i'm not sure how relevant it is to you guys because you're both in your videos you seem super healthy you'll seem super active and fit and constantly out there but she's asked how do you manage your health care as mature travelers <laughs> <laughs> no that is a good question that's, good. that's yeah, a very good question yeah, my dicky knee and, and yeah uh, <laughs> um yeah well fortunately we don't have any serious health concerns um i caught ross river fever earlier this year which you guys probably haven't heard of it's no. um it's only really in Australia, it's a mosquito-borne disease, which is really actually quite nasty. It's not life-threatening at all, but it can be very debilitating. So I was sick for a good couple of months and could barely walk for oh, a, a bit. It gets into your joints. It affects your joints. Yeah, nice. yeah, it affects your joints. Um, so that was fun, getting up and down out of our into the bed. If you, oh, you've God. seen our van, we have to kind of climb up into yeah. it. So um, I guess we are of the mindset when it comes to healthcare, that prevention is better than cure. And we keep have moving. always, yeah, keep moving, stay mobile, eat healthy, try to limit your alcohol. We don't. Not very always, good at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're getting better. We're getting better. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And look, that is a very valid question because when you are traveling, I know, you know, when I was, did have this issue with the, the Ross River fever, getting into a GP, a, a doctor, um, is difficult in Australia. Mm. Like you can't just kind of rock up to a doctor's surgery and say, I need to go see a doctor. You can go into the emergency department of a hospital. Um, but wait, yeah, wait five hours. Yeah, mm. it's it's quite difficult <clears throat> to see a doctor. So that is a valid concern. And and mm. that is something that, you know, we, we have people on YouTube that come to us and say, you know, I'd love to do what you're doing, but, you know, we've got these health concerns or I was talking to a couple today that have just been on a trip and they have to go home because her husband has a major specialist appointment in November and then mm. they'll head off again. So, yeah. Okay. yeah. Just working that stuff around it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and, and the, we had another, um, they're not close, they're known to us, but um, they went to all the trouble of building a van and – like a week or two into their travels, found that sleeping together in the van in close quarters mm. just wasn't going to work because um, what's that condition? It was like a restless leg syndrome. Yeah, I've, I've got itchy leg syndrome. But mm. oh no! And it comes back to what um, you guys were saying in a previous podcast that resonated was that try it first, like hire a van first, give it a go. Um, and so, Gail, is it um, maybe that? extends to her question and, and if she's thinking about it then um hire a van for a little bit do do weekend trips like you guys were saying test the waters yeah i think that's absolutely solid advice uh, i also particularly like what you were saying earlier about the prevention rather than cure that's something that mm. we really try and take on board and i was actually listening to a podcast the other day i can't, I can't remember the name of it unfortunately but he's 
taking part or he's kind of coined this phrase, I think, the Centurion Olympics. And he's <laughs> trying to do everything he can to effectively de defy genetics and live to 100, but not just live to 100, live to 100 and have a, not just a long lifespan but a long health span and i think that's something yeah. that's really yeah. interesting concept and he's you know doing these certain exercises he's got a list of goals that he wants to be able to achieve he wants to be able to bend down and pick up his grandchildren or great-grandchildren by then <laughs> um he wants to be able to go up 10 flights of stairs he's just got all of these things that he wants to still be able to do when he's 100 and he's applying all of these different processes in terms of exercise his diet and all of these things to just try and extend quality and quantity of his life as he gets older and i think that's effectively what, what you guys are doing by the lifestyle that you've chosen yeah absolutely i love i, yeah. love, I love that i love yeah. that i mean we were doing yoga this morning and um we don't do yoga as as often as we should do um but that's one good way of, of mm. you know trying to stay limber because the thing is like we get tight. Um, well, I'm speaking for myself. <laughs> um, we get we get tight as we as we grow older, and um, and I, look, I was just thinking of that that sport of surfing. I can't surf to save myself. I'm useless. But if if you were thinking of any sport to take your life into uh, longevity, like you were just saying, Adam, uh, and um, and be healthy and athletic, surfing is the perfect sport in my mind, because you're starting from the ground. You're lying down, and then you're going from a lying down position to standing up. I've yeah. always thought that's the per that's the perfect exercise. Um, and 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 that's why yoga's so good, because quite often mm. you're sitting down, you're sitting on your bum, then you've got to stand up. That's just something as simple as that is, is a good way to keep yourself uh, moving. I'll, I've got a bit of a um, saying... Um, that I try and tell myself is that I'd rather, you know, wear out than rust out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like that. That's a good idea. So stay active mm. and wear yourself out rather than mm. sit down and seize up. Yeah, I really like that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Just get, touching back on yoga, there's a story I tell all the time. I don't think I've told it on the podcast, but uh, there was a windsurfer that I was filming and he would windsurf he was a professional windsurfer and throughout his 20s when he came in off the water he'd always be aching the next day and feel like you know really seized up and his muscles his bones would be aching mm -hmm. he uh in his late 20s i think he was 28 29 he had a serious accident and he really hurt his back and he was out of action really for for over a year and so he came back in his 30s uh after a back injury and he was his physio gave him 20 minutes of yoga to do every day mm. and he says that now with this 20 minutes of yoga in his 30s after a day out on the water he now comes in and feels better than he did in his 20s before his back injury mm. and i just think that speaks to the power of like simple exercise because so many people when they think about exercise they think you have to push yourself to your limits you know push yourself to failure is quite often a thing and you're sweating yeah, yeah sweating no, heart no. rate up but i think that for functional exercise and for you know the whole as we're talking about like aging like that kind of, kind of yoga and steady exercise like that i think is the perfect thing for keeping yourself flexible active and just you know mm. keeping your body alive and i think that there's a lot to be said for the not so intense and not so intimidating exercise as you get older and and if i can just uh, follow on from that adam um completely endorse that i'm thinking about i love skiing as well uh, i'm a snow skier mm. i can remember being so stiff and, and really sore after a couple of days skiing on holiday and into my 20s same deal what helped me as i've gotten older to avoid that um, intense muscle uh, fatigue you know the lactic acid that builds up mm -hmm. Is simply doing 10 exercises. We've got these um, 10 ski exercises. I'm not going to take credit for them because I found them on YouTube. <laughs> the University of YouTube strikes again. Yeah. Yep. So yep. we'll be, be nodding your head and, and testified to this. Um, we went to, um, we had a visit to Europe back in 2018. I hadn't skied for, um, gosh, I don't know, 10 years. And I did these ski exercises religiously for the month prior to 
the holiday mm-hmm. and just went hard out for four days and not a not an ache and pain. I've, got, wow. I've actually got uh, uh, an issue with my back anyway, uh, just an old age thing or older age thing. Um, <laughs> and, and each exercise, 60 seconds, basically 10 minutes and you're done. Wow, yeah. And so every, every, everybody's got 10 min- minutes in their day. It's just like forcing <laughs> yourself to do it. It's more about picking up a habit of doing a little something every day yeah. than it is about pushing yourself and, you know, working yourself into the ground and, and you know, going extra hard for like two hours in the gym or something. You like got because then you make an excuse not to do it. And, yeah, um, that's, that's the, exactly it. Yeah. 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 That's exactly it. you don't it. want to do it because yeah. it's horrible. Yeah, that, that, that's it. Exactly, Nigel, because I was going to say the, the, the same thing is that when you overthink things or it's very challenging, mm. uh, you know, you get in your head and yeah, and then you just make up excuses and you decide mm. not to do it. So for those of you listening at home who have maybe been putting off a little bit of the daily exercise, <laughs> just, you know, going for a walk, 10 minutes of yoga, even five minutes of yoga. I'm, to be honest, I'm kind of also saying this to myself because yeah. <laughs> Adam's always doing the yoga. Yeah, he's always getting at the yoga in it and, and, and does it in jits. And he's like, do you want to do it as well? And for some reason, I just, I don't know, I just... I put it off and so I'm actually really just saying this for myself yeah. and others who want to join me. Let's do it together. I've actually Be- found I've actually found a brilliant little one that's only 15 minutes and it's a YouTube video and you can do it in bed. It's all sitting <laughs> down and lying down. You don't even have to stand up for it. So uh, there's no excuse. Whatever the weather, I can do it in jits. Um, so we'll leave a link to that one in the in the show notes mm. in case anyone's interested because mm. there's no excuse not to do that one. Yeah, <laughs> totally. We've got um, one final van life related question. And uh, I think this is always a popular one. So this is from... It's a great question. Yeah, this is from Timeless, Laura. timeless question. Ooh. So this timeless question from um, Laura is, in such a small space, constantly together, do you guys ever fight? <laughs> That's a yes. We- oh, look, look. Oh, we have... I, I just think of... Um, the the conversation you guys um, have. I'm not trying to palm this question off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't th- we don't uh, see. To me, growing up, I had a very volatile family. So, to me, I was I got very used to a lot of shouting and and that sort of thing in in a relationship. I haven't mm-hmm. had a relationship like that myself. Mm-hmm. Well, only a little bit at the end of that one I was talking about before, but. You know, um, to me, that's what fighting is, and we don't. Look, I think every now yeah, and again we have a little snap, but you yeah. know, we don't bickering. Yeah, I think any any couple are going to have. It's a case of, okay, all right, we we communications obviously that's that's the um, the most obvious thing, and when the communication breaks down, then that again opens up possible frictions. But yeah, we we just try to communicate and. Mm. And uh, if we've got any any problems, all right, <laughs> all right. What's 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 going down? Yeah. Just to take that question a little bit differently and answer it a bit more simplistically, it's just really about having a bit of patience. You know, for example, in our van, we mm. can't cross. So if one person's in the kind of hallway and the other person wants to get up to the bed. We have to like come out and let the other person go in. So mm. little things like that, um, you just have to just deal with that. You have to be patient with one another and you just, yeah, mm. would you mind? And, you know, we have a little bit of a joke about it, you know, like Nigel will say, are you in my way? Or, <laughs> Excuse you know, me, are you in my way? <laughs> you know, when he's in my way and, and, and we just make a little bit mm. of a joke about it. And I... For me, it's really, it's, I always try and remind myself to look at the big picture. You know, whenever I find myself, if I start to get like, you know, when you can start to get a little bit annoyed of a little thing with your partner, Mm. I just have to remind myself or living in a van or whatever, look at the big picture. And the big Mm. picture is, yeah, I'm living in this tiny little tin can, but the lifestyle is amazing. We wake up in a different place every day and Mm. hey, it only takes me five minutes to clean up. Right? <laughs> you know, I've lived in some big houses. <laughs> that you just finish cleaning 
one end of it and you've got to go back to the other end and start again. And I hate housework. So living in a van's great. Um, and you do, you just, yeah, you, I guess we kind of have a little bit of a routine and you get into that, I guess. You guys probably find that. I know you've talked, Tanya, about how you wake up a lot earlier and Adam's still sleeping, so you <laughs> kind of get worked on or do whatever you do. Yeah, You have your little routine and you work out your ways to work together and to live together and to be mm. together. And it, I think living in a van together is a, a bit of a test for any relationship because it's not mm. like you can go off to your own room or well, go, go you to your man cave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing I would say too is that, you know, we all get in our little funks. I know I do. There's that understanding there too. We've known each other for, yeah. for long enough now. Oh, yeah, Nige is, you know, he's in a bit of a funk. Okay. Yeah, I just I just <laughs> let him be like I can tell when he's like, you know, I just like. And, and it's, got, it's got nothing to do with, with, with us. It's, it's, you know, it's me getting in, in my head. I mean, that all sounds very relatable to us indeed um there's it's basically there's no serious arguments it's all just silly little things and all it takes is mm. to get a bit of perspective to reset yourself and realize how silly that was and then you just all move on yeah. and it's yeah. no big deal have yeah. patience mm. and uh, good communication mm. yeah that's basically mm. it to summarize yeah yeah that was... and never go to sleep angry ah that's a, that's good one. a big one yeah, yeah. or yeah. hungry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hungry or hungry <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Before we wrap up, we would love to talk to you about your future travel plans. What is in the pipeline? If there are plans at the moment, um, what can you share with us? And also, where can people follow you who haven't discovered you yet to um, to follow along these said future travel plans? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I guess the future for us, well, I have this goal, which I've had for a long time. So my life goal has always been to travel to more countries than my age. Um, <laughs> cool. I'm currently at 52 countries, not age. So I'm a couple of countries behind. Oh, I'm blaming COVID for that. Um so, yeah, we definitely want to keep travelling. Um, and I guess our goals and plans, we would we would love to be able to do this full time. Um, you know, at the mm-hmm. moment we are working towards that. But we're, we're stocked here where we're in this little mining town in the middle of the Pilbara region of Western Australia at the moment. Nigel's on a flying contract. So um, he's kind of doing contract work to fill up the piggy bank, I guess, while um, and then we'll go off travelling for a while and then he'll work again and then we'll travel and da-da-da as we complete our lap of Australia. Which... Month, month on, month off. Um, yeah, yeah. Short, short term at the moment. Um, and then once we finish the lap of Australia, which probably take us another twelve to eighteen months, we think, um, Mm -hmm. because there's still a lot that we need to see, and we are Mm. going nice and slow. We want to go overseas. So how that exactly looks Mm. at the moment, we're not sure. We've talked about driving this van overseas we've talked about selling this van and buying another van Mm. we've talked about getting an expedition truck to go down to africa so it's it's so exciting it's it's very exciting and i have to stop myself like (laughs) sue thinks five years and you know here and i'm like i'm I'm, I'm flat trying to think a week here yeah i know nigel kind of gets a bit freaked (laughs) out when i start and anxious and and and, uh, Yeah. yeah so i have to keep those little like Mm. things in my own head but I'm one of those people like (laughs) I remember reading a book once that said most people spend most of their time thinking about the past Mm. and I never think about the past Mm. I never you know I'm always looking ahead always looking to the future you know I need to always be like dreaming and planning and setting goals yeah so the short answer to your question is future travel plans are to go everywhere that we haven't been wow (laughs) good answer to be in a, in a van parked up somewhere in Europe, um, hassling you guys uh, uh, would be a good start. Yeah, we really want to do Van Life Europe. Yeah, that would be amazing. We can't recommend Van Life Europe enough. It's so good because, like you were saying earlier, about you drive 500 miles in Europe and you've gone across three countries. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's just so much diversity in a relatively small mm. space. Mm. And it's so camper van friendly. There are free places everywhere. There are also amazing campsites everywhere. It's yeah. just 
I mean, we're we've only our our only frame of reference for van life really is Europe and you know the UK and mainland Europe for us so far is just like wow, can't imagine anything better mm. for van life really. I mean, so yeah, we would recommend it. Yeah, to, to and anyone. we'll be waiting here for you. We'll be very yeah. excited if 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 it is that we don't make it to Australia before you make it yeah. here. And how will people be able to follow along in your journey? Oh yes, yes. Oh. So um, we have YouTube and. Um, so while Nigel's working, this is kind of what I'm doing I, and I'm learning so much. Um, so, yeah, Adam, hurry up and get that course happening. <laughs> um, so I'm, I, I've been, um, yeah, learning all about filmmaking and vlogging and content creating and all that side of things as well. So we are on YouTube. It's Nigel and Sue Adventures, if you just search that, and I'm sure you guys will put a link in the show notes. Mm -hmm. But um, Nigel and Sue Adventures on YouTube. We're on Instagram at NAS, N-A-S, which stands for Nigel and Sue, underscore adventures. So um, that's the main places where you can find us. And can I also just say that I am super impressed also uh, with your Instagram. Your reels are just spot on. And oh, it's something that I, yeah, it's something that I had mentioned to Adam a few weeks ago mm. as well. I think that you're just you just get it, and yeah, I I can see the strength of your community that you've built online, um, not just through your your storytelling, but also your personalities. It really does shine through. So I am encouraging everyone who is listening, and especially if you've gotten this far into the story of um, to this conversation, to to follow Nigel and Sue, and and to connect with you as well. And actually, with that, when they do connect with you uh, we would love for those listening who have gotten this far to send us a code word us slash and or yes Nigel and Sue. Sue, yeah uh, a code word slash an emoji and which you guys have to pick there you go over to you guys oh gosh we didn't even think about it the oh. emoji um <laughs> it's got to be one that there is it's got to be an australian thing doesn't it yeah. it can be whatever it can be anything no pressure we love skips. Yeah, it's good. It's the kangaroo. We love skips. Kangaroo. Is there a kangaroo emoji? There is a kangaroo. Yes. Yeah, there, there is. is. Of course, you know. You would know. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay, so. If you have listened all this way till the very end, we urge you to send a kangaroo emoji to us and Nigel and Sue on Instagram to let us know that you've listened this far. Um, maybe tell us what might have resonated with you from this episode so we can start a conversation about it. We always love hearing from you. And this podcast very much is about community. Um, exactly what you were talking about, Nigel, is the thing that, just it's the it's a wonderful thing about being in van life also sharing online connecting with others mm. so let, mm. let's see those kangaroos let's see those kangaroos and just before we go <laughs> i just really want to reiterate how inspiring you guys have been to us uh when we were watching one of your youtube videos tanya was welling up because oh, of, oh, no uh, what we were saying earlier we see we see ourselves in you so much and obviously no one knows what the future holds but we really hope that we can continue traveling and adventuring you know as we get older and you know it's you guys and people like you guys who who show that it is possible and that we can so it just right. makes us excited it's about so, it's the future. so cool well guys thank you so so much for your time it has been incredible chatting with you it's been a lovely conversation. It's been wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. Yeah, yeah and we'll yeah. see you in, in Europe or Australia, whoever gets there first. <laughs> we'll race it. I, I hope we don't cross. Yeah, no. yes, yeah. That would suck. Yeah. Yeah. See you in airport. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. Right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye.